0: Australian bars,
2: titty discs, and that's what to be known as from now on. Like I'm gonna go into the Marvel
1: Wikipedia and whatever it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another Startastic, uh, another another Zoidrific episode of Fanholes Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. And joining me tonight, I am not alone. I am joined by one of my fellow fan fanholes. Why don't you give a shout-out and let everybody know who's here tonight?
2: All right. Hey, guys. God, I'm going to sound like such a nerd, but get your transfer rings ready because we're going to give you
0: some knowledge <laughs> yeah so so tony actually this is tony's pick for tonight but what we're going to discuss is the marvel limited series Star you can imagine in the future Star-yors. giant robot controlled warriors will protect the planet earth Star-yors. the
1: Stariors armored battle station you push together ramble waste rates separate. seven waster attacking arm the battle station to toy- Air the Starion's armored battle station comes with everything you see here, rammer and wastereed, so separately.
0: New mm-hmm. from Toy. And and this was a a toy line that was not akin to, not too far removed from Zoids. And that's basically that's that's my knowledge about it. I mean, I kind of remember some of the ads and stuff like that. But since since Tony suggested this, and and he will be my, uh, I'm gonna hold Tony's hand through this whole podcast. But he's gonna be my my yours expert. I'm gonna keep calling him yours because I, I think it makes me sound stupid. The Star tunnel of doom,
3: time, the far distant future, place a planet called Earth, but a very different Earth than the one we now know. Scorching solar flares have forced man to abandon the surface of his planet and to take refuge in deep underground caverns. There, in a state of suspended animation, he awaits the time when he can once again return. In his final moments on Earth, man created and programmed two groups of robots to perform separate but equally important functions. The group known as the Destructors were to protect the Earth from invading alien forces and mutated monsters produced by the intense solar radiation. The other group, known as the Protectors, were to prepare for man's return. By helping new life to begin on Earth, for millennia these robots have walked the Earth, creating their own civilization. The world of the Starriors.
0: So the the comic book Starriors, like I said, was a limited series, a four issue limited series from Marvel Comics. The cover dates were November 1984 all the way up to February 1985, but the actual on sale date, thanks to Mike's Amazing World, was August 14th, 1984, all the way to November 13th, 1984. It's one of those those tricksy, tricksy three months behind when it's on the gap of a new year. So it, it may be cover-dated 1985, but they actually all came out in 1984. The cover price was 75 cents. The page count was 32 pages per issue. And this comes from, well, it's got some great Bill Skienkiewicz covers. The writer was Louise Simonson. The penciler was Mike Chen. The inker was Ian Aiken and Brian Garvey. The letterer, Joseph Rosen. Colorist, Juliana, let's see, Farreter. And the editor was Ann Nocenti. And at this point, like I said, I'm holding Tony's hand through this entire endeavor. I imagine this is what it feels like when I make Rob Kelly read Transformers comics. So go ahead, Tony, tell everybody what exactly are Star Yours and, and what this mini series is all about.
2: All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, Star Yours. The first thing I will say is. I apparently am a big fan of failed toy lines. From the guy who brought you aerators, I bring you Star <laughs> It's
0: true. It's
2: totally
1: true. <laughs> Don't you agree, Sawtooth?
4: Not exactly a fair fight, Slaughter.
1: Fair? Did I hear you say fair? Well, fair isn't part of my programmed vocabulary, Sawtooth. And it had better get dropped from yours. The only thing fair to slaughter is that the starrier destructors survive as rulers of this planet.
2: They they were an interesting toy line. They were very much, they were made by Tomy. They had the same little metallic pilots like the Zoids did back then. And they were in the, uh, what you would call the cockpit, I guess. But they were basically living robots who, you know, to, to go into the lore... And there's no, not a whole lot, guys. Don't worry. It's not going to be like a dissertation. Basically, in the future, man has gone away because there is a cataclysmic event, as, as happens in these uh, types of universes.
0: We don't know man. anything about cataclysmic events happening right this minute. so.
2: <laughs> I'm building robots, as
3: we speak. I notice nobody's asking old cut up for my opinion, but I'm giving it anyhow. It looks to me like a relic from the days of man. I agree with cut It looks like we found an ancient time
4: capsule dating back to the era when man inhabited the Earth. <clears throat> if Crank will use his vibro-claw to saw through the top, we may get our first glimpse of evidence that proves that man indeed did exist. Hey, I always wanted to believe that man was more than just a
1: myth. And now, here in front of us, proof at last!
2: Yeah, this terrible thing happens, and before man, you know, goes into hibernation, or, you know, goes underground, mankind, people kind, if you want to go there, they build robots, so when the danger is passed, they will have someone to wake them up. So, you have, you know, basically two classes. You have, like, the workers, they are, like, the, the protectors, and then you have the defenders. They're, like, supposed to stop in case, according to, like, the byline, Evil aliens attack. They're like you know the the military type droids. So um, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm just going to ask because I'm not super familiar with it. Like, were they de- known as the Defenders and then they become the Destructors, or, or were they always the Destructors? Or
2: well, I mean, uh, that's the thing about uh, Star Wars. They kind of added on their, uh, I guess you'd say, factions at a later time like originally they were all by class like okay. all the uh, okay. all the by bi- all the bipedal ones were called wasteors okay and then and then all like the little like car guys were called ramors and that was basically like that they were supposed to all be you know equal it was like you know and and that's p- part of the storyline is that like you know they're supposed to work together you're supposed to have like these guys are like you know more uh Built for fighting, and these guys are built for like helping rebuild society and stuff like that. But something there's a glitch in the system, and these robots uh go on way too long. They're they're supposed to wake up humanity at a certain point. It goes on so long that like they the robots themselves kind of forget what humans are. Like there's there's like you know uh, a class system like the the once. Label it as the like people like the robots who are supposed to defend uh, against like alien attacks and stuff like that. Use their power and kind of enslave the uh, worker robots and make them work more and work harder. And uh, they're basically evil.
1: Hey, you lumbering mini-brain protectors! This is Slaughter Steel, grave speaking. You've got a job to do. Get moving before we destructors cut you off and throw you in the junk pile. You! Crank! Get that drill going! You're programmed
3: to take tunnels! So Did You hear that, Hotshot? He's picking on Crank again just because Crank is a little slow. He can't help it if he's lost a lot of his circuits because of those faulty transfer rings. He does the best with the memory he's got left. Someday Slaughter's gonna push him too far. Is there something on your cowardly protector
1: information bank you'd like to say to old Slaughter Cut-Up? You've always got a wisecrack stored away in those precious protector chips of yours.
4: I think that's enough, Slaughter. We protectors are doing our job, and all we get from you is a pack of insults. You don't even share access to information with us. You just shout orders and expect us to obey Well, it's true that we weren't programmed to be fighters as you were, but you're going to push us too far, and my laser may accidentally disintegrate one of your destructors instead of the rocks in this tunnel. Is that a threat, hotshot? You take it any way you want, Slaughter. But remember, I warned you, and lay off Crank. You know he's not quite all there in his central processing unit, and since you destructors have taken all the transfer rings from us protectors... We can't even help him.
2: My favorite name for a villain in a long time comes from uh, these guys. Their leader is the evil Slaughter Steelgrave. I mean, that's a badass metal name. I'm sorry.
0: It, it is. It is super cool. Like, I I think it took me a minute to become accustomed to who all the different characters are. But Slaughter Steelgrave is pretty. I mean, other, other than Deadeye, I'd say he's the destructor that stood out the most to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he He's definitely got a, they, they definitely wrote him well. He's got a good presence by, by habit stance. We'll go into it when we actually talk about like the, the, I guess the, uh, intricacies of the comic, but the protector is like, you know, find out that like, you know, he, he, like humans might have existed maybe. And that's where the little pilots come in as far as the toys. It, it, it turns out that that's an image of man and it's always been in their heads and they were supposed to remember it. And like, they find this proof. It's kind of, uh, kind of grisly in the comics,
0: but. Uh, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio. But, uh, it, it's like, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Starior or whatever. I don't know.
2: <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. But basically, one of the little, little bitty robots, uh, they're called Trashors. Um, they, uh, find the skull of a human. And, and like, it's funny because when they find it, they're like, what the fuck is this? Um, so there there there's like this quest to go retrieve man and
0: you know so find that, out if yeah. just just so I, I make sure I'm following along too. That that uh wh- what do you call them? The the little robots? Uh trash ores. Trash ores. So that this trash or, her name, by the way, for, yes. for all the, the ladies out there who want representation. Um, <laughs> this trash or lady is named Nipper. Right. That's that's who we're talking about. She's the one that finds the the human skull and is all super excited about it. And her whole function is like she she has an innate gift to like find, I guess, useful um, what's the right word? They're, 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 uh, I'm I'm trying to think of it. They're scavengers, right? Like they, they, but they, she, 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 she has the talent, I guess, like she, she's able to find exactly the right thing they need when they need it. And at this point, she's found essentially a human skull, which to us, the readers, like we all know, what it's a skull of, but they're kind of like, what is this thing? Like, I think it's really important, but I'm not quite sure why.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, what, what's going on? Yeah. And like, like the trash doors are like even more utilitarian than like, even like the, the, the worker, you know, uh, side of the bots. They're specifically made to like, like Tinker is supposed to like go through crap and like, you know, help scavenge. And then like, you know, as Derek said, her special ability, you know, is she finds stuff that is like perfectly, needed at the time and and it it is kind of funny because like we'll go into like some of the relationships i guess even though this is like a little four-wheeled robot that's got like just this big old like chompy head she is in kind of a relationship with another little beady robot with like four wheels and like little like pincer claws he's tinker (laughs) and it's just kind of weird like you know it's like yeah, if you really want to stretch your imagination as far as like how relationships can work, there you go. People are complaining about like transformers looking like girls. Tinker don't look like a male or a female, it don't look like anything. It's just a uh, Well,
0: I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking like like Nipper has uh, vertical choppers and or no, no, Nipper has horizontal choppers and and Tinker yeah. has vertical choppers. So I, I guess they scissor one another in loving embrace, like that's how they that's how they kiss or something. I don't know. I it, I, it works. I get it. I, I I I can see what's going on. It's not it's not as confusing as um as as some things. You know,
2: you can read between the lines. But basically, how how the 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 journey begins, basically is as you do on the good guys side there's this really smart and it's hinted that he's like one of the older models of robots he's his name is think tank and he's kind of like you know there there's legends of man and everything like that and that pretty much kickstarts the idea and it basically goes up to hotshot who's pretty much the protagonist of the book and he turns out he turns into the leader eventually of the good guys and they go on the journey and you know Another big part of this is these objects they find called transfer rings, but we'll get into that in a minute.
4: Well, Hotshot, you're our leader. Where to now? I can always count on you, Cut-Up, to come up with a question that sets my central processing unit going.
3: If that's a compliment, Hotshot, I accept. But as they said in the days of men, you got us into this one, boss. Yes, but I also got you
4: out of that crumbling tunnel, thanks to TwinBlades' old maps. We really owe him our lives. Thanks aren't necessary, my fellow protectors.
1: It's an honor to help. Perhaps it was meant that we should be forced underground so that I can find another archaeological site to uncover.
3: I remember hearing a rumor that man is asleep beneath an armored battle station somewhere in the Forbidden Zone. What Slaughter Steel Grave has forbidden anyone to go anywhere near that area. And then, you know, you have
2: uh, split into two sides. You know, like, before this, they were all one group. It's just one was subjugated and one was in power. After, like, you know, this, this skull is found, uh, they, I think they do a good job of showing how the uh, good guys are, are definitely mistreated by, you know, slaughter steel graves, like, minions and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it seems like they're in a, you know, servant worker class, the protectors, and then you've got the destructors who seem to be like their overlords and then it's obvious they're being mistreated because i guess one thing we haven't gotten to is nipper is immediately like executed as she excitedly brings this skull in so everybody's upset cuz poor nipper was immediately refrigerated by page 2 but don't worry kids she she comes back later <laughs>
2: We gotta sell that toy. Right. It's it's definitely hinted at that, like maybe Slaughter knows something in the early like issue, the first issue.
0: Can can but, I like, just say like like this this plot because cause essentially, right? Like you, you're talking about how it's hinted that Slaughter knows things about the past of man and everything. And I almost feel like this is like Transformers mashed up with Planet of the Apes in a way, like like the plot of it, because because you you've got this, you know, or, or or even maybe like Battlestar Galactica or something like, because because the notion is like both these groups were made by man, right? The 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 protectors were made to be a worker class to you know help man with their daily lives and tasks, and it's supposed to be things that are you know altruistic, presumably you know to right. build things to to create things maybe to help like paramedics and they would be the chimpanzees of planet of the apes <laughs> yeah 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 pretty much but then but then you've got like the the destructors who are essentially they they were also designed by man but they were designed to in theory they were designed to protect mankind and and protect the the planet from any invasions, incursions, anything that would harm mankind, basically. And and I mean, I guess if you're gonna go with your analogy, I mean these would be the guerrilla soldiers, right? That are protecting Ape City. And and in some ways, a slaughter Steelgrave is like uh, Dr. Zaius. Like he might he might know a little bit about what's up with what happened with man and he might actually be you know, keeping some secrets to himself and stuff. So there's, there's, there's a level of intrigue there. I mean, you know, again, it's it, it does have that feel of of trying to figure out. You know, I like that. I guess you know, one of the things I appreciate is in the very first issue, there's this, there's two pages where they they cover all the the good guys, as you're calling them, the protectors, right? And they cover all those characters on a single splash page. You know, it's almost like a roll call page. And it's not part of the story. It's just like a nice little added bonus or whatever. And then you've got the destructors, and it's the same thing. They've got a nice splash page with all the various characters, and or toys, and or products, however you want to label them. But I have to say that that was extremely useful because I, I read the story and was trying to follow. You know, I mean, Louis Simonson does a good job. It does have very much a, you know, it, it's edited by Jim Shooter. It's got that nice narrative feel of when people try to reference character names in casual conversation, Tony, that, um, <laughs> that, that uh, you know, is just slips out of the tongue. And, you know, it's like, I, Derek, will you know, continue to talk on this pod, you know, like that, that kind of thing where it's like, it's not yeah. totally forced, but you, you know, you, you could probably follow who the characters are, but it's nice to have that splash page where it's like, Oh, here's all, here's all five fan holes. And this is their, their likes and dislikes and functions and superpowers and you know, what whatever it is they do. And you're like, Oh, okay. I, I've just, I've just read this issue and now I see this splash page and it's like, it, it helps solidify if you had any, any confusion about who these characters were or or what toy to ask mom to buy you you know like now it's all cleared up you're like i am i am definitely you know absolutely positively going to ask mom to, you know it's like you're like dude i want mom to buy me uh what is it dead dead eye because like he's like the the triptychon of this uh, yeah. piece, or whatever, and looks really boss or something. Or, or you might be like, dude, I like all the leader characters, so yeah. I want, want Hotshot. Hot shot. Well, Jedi,
1: I? I think the time has come to get rid of those goody-goody protectors. I'm sick to death of hearing about how they are going to prepare the Earth for man's return, when we know that man will never return. It's getting to the point where they are actually threatening us, destructors!
3: Oh, treacherous protectors, you will soon breathe your last, for Deadeye will
1: receive great pleasure in terminating your existence on this planet. Exactly what we had in mind, Deadeye. Isn't that right, cow? Let me at him, slaughter! My spiked ream can make slivers out of the whole bunch.
2: Yeah, and and especially for Stariors, it helps because like people complain about well, they don't complain, but they they obviously noticed that like Transformers had some recolors and stuff like that. Like Stariors, like it's like the first assortment. Like both sides had three characters, and they were literally like. One each of each mold. The only thing that was different was their little special. They, they all had wind up features, by the way. And the only thing different is what kind of
0: weapon is in their chest, basically.
2: And one of them even isn't that different. He's like one's like a buzzsaw, saw, one's
0: like a, a, a chisel saw or something like that. Am I interpreting this right? I mean, is essentially Hot Shot is is the same or similar mold as Slaughter Steelgrave, but he's got like different different things in his chest and different like color scheme
2: yeah yeah pretty much he's exactly the same yeah Hotshot has twin lasers they're they're kind of like in the comic they try to work around it because I I guess you know Luis was thinking like you know like a intelligent person and was like well these are the good guys you wouldn't really have the guy have like lasers in his chest so they're they're kind of like portrayed as kind of like welding lasers originally got it got it yeah but they're 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 guns they're guns and then Slaughter has like this big chisel in his chest, like that's, you know, it looks pretty badass. They have like the best colors, like Hotshot is blue and white, and Slaughter is red and black. And I mean, how much more good guy and bad guy can you get?
3: It was programmed into us. I'm not so crazy about my programming, Hotshot. It seems we protectors do all the hard work, and those destructors over there act like they are our bosses. Building this huge tunnel may be fulfilling your potential. But I was meant for some fun. Listen to me, cut Our job is to make the Earth safe for
4: man's return. Slaughter Steelgrave and the Destructors say that there is some kind of monster out of the desert, and that we've got to build this tunnel to protect the starriers in case the monsters get inside the city. I know construction isn't a glamorous job,
0: but we've just got to do it. did you Did you own some of the Star Wars, Star Wars? Like i I know you said you're always a fan of, of failed toy lines, but like, was this something that you got into? Did you get one or two? did you did you try to collect the whole line? like what's what's your deal with like, and did you did you have the toy before you got the comic, or did you get the comic? And then were you then inspired to get the toy? I didn't
2: have many story just because, like, with it being a failed toy line, it, they they were hard to get. They like they okay. were like in stores for a hot minute, and then they were gone. I did manage to grab a couple. I had Crank. I had Crank, who was basically the good guy drill. I don't know. I just liked his bulky look, I guess, when I was a kid. And I had Sawtooth, who was, who was pretty badass. I like him. He, he has an interesting character arc, too.
1: Those demolishers of Deadeye caused the tunnel to collapse. With all those irritating, goody-goody protectors in it. So we won't have to worry about them anymore. You don't look as happy as a good destructor should, Sawtooth.
4: I think your methods are a bit harsh, Slaughter. We could have tried to use the transfer rings on some of those protectors to get the foolish ideas out of their head. Just because they were still hoping that man would return. That's enough! You
1: know I don't even like to hear the word mad mentioned. Sometimes I wonder about your loyalty, Sergeant. I do my job, soldier, so you have no complaints. But when the chips are down, I wonder whose side you be on. I think old Sawtooth's got some protector chips somewhere
4: deep down inside his central processing unit, slaughter. Gee, thanks for that vote of confidence, Clawgut. You just love to spread the bad word, don't you? Everybody knows you've got
1: a soft spot for those protectors, Sawtooth. Enough
0: of this, Clawgut. And you too, Sarturs. He's he's kind of interesting in the sense that, like, I mean, if 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 you're gonna go for a, a somewhat obvious parallel with Transformers, right? Like, it might be easy, or even Gobots, or something. It, it might be easy to say, like, okay, well, Hotshot is the leader, so he's kind of like the Optimus Prime of the Protectors. You know, Slaughter Steelgrave is is the leader of the Destructors, so he's kind of like Megatron, but. Sawtooth's arc is is very interesting because he's he's a destructor, but he's supposed to be like super sympathetic towards the protectors. So it's it's almost like he's, I mean, if the if the protectors are Charlton Heston, like he is the chimpanzee, you know what I mean? Like like he's the one that that tries to, you know. Give them aid and, and abet certain actions and, and subterfuge and all this kind of stuff and and you know you might think somebody who tries to betray the leader would be out for themselves like you know kind of like a Starscream type like trying to to, yeah. to take over and 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 only care about their own power and and well being but Sawtooth betrays them his his own group because he thinks what the, his own group is doing is wrong like so it's it's interesting he's almost like a a fifth columnist you know what i mean like like he's 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 helping out because he sees the injustice and in what's what's going on and that that's kind of interesting like i never i don't know like i i i don't i, I could be wrong but I, I feel like he's unique among his at least robotic peers you know i can't i can't think of a a transformer who was like a fifth columnist essentially i mean you you might be able to think of one but i i can't think of one off the top of my head
2: like like originally like i guess the closest even though they never went into it in the original series like they did in
0: IDW oh it was thundercracker right It'd
2: probably probably thundercracker yeah okay. yeah okay. yeah he okay. he was the guy who like what, what ew, like all, all it said in his tech spec was is not always sure about the Decepticon cause, you know.
0: If that was I don't know if if Star Wars had tech specs, but, but Sawtooth definitely like that that's something that's very apparent in in this storyline as far as as far as that goes. Don't you agree, Sawtooth?
4: What plan slaughter? I don't think you've mentioned any plan to me. You did say we needed this tunnel as a shelter against those desert monsters should they get through our security and reach the worlds of the city. I've never seen those monsters go.
1: Of course you haven't, Sawtooth. There aren't any
4: monsters. But, sir, the tunnel. You said it had to be big enough for all the starriers to hide in.
1: Well, let's just say for all the protectors to hide in, Sawtooth.
4: Why only protectors, Sawtooth?
1: I see. I really have to draw you a picture, Sawtooth. Didn't you hear Hotshot talk about turning his laser on us? Do you know what would happen if the protectors override their programming and fight against us? But
4: men didn't program them to fight.
1: Uh, Didn't I tell you never to use the word Man. Forget about that foolish myth. Man doesn't exist, never existed, never will exist. There are only starriers on this planet, and soon there will only be destructors. And as our slaves, only those protectors who will work without complaining. The troublemakers have to go. Let me Adam, boss. I'll ream them to death. I'll take them apart bolt by bolt, and I'll love every minute of it. Yes, gals, I'm sure you would love the chance to take out your wicked temper on our protector friends. But your way is slow, and there is a chance that they may catch on to what is happening and revolt. My little plan will destroy them all at once in a tomb of their own making. (laughs) I like that idea. Yes, the protectors are digging their final resting place and don't even know it. Do you understand what I am saying, Sawtooth? I... I... I think I'm beginning to. Does it surprise you, Sawtooth? No, Slaughter, what? No, but we must destroy them before they gain the capability of destroying us. You might call it a preemptive strike, Sawtooth. You can understand the importance of that, can't you? Why do I always get the feeling that you are secretly sympathetic to our protector enemies? No. Don't bother to protest. Just remember that we will be watching you, and at the first sign of disloyalty, you will be destroyed without a thought, for my plan must not fail.
2: I guess as far as, like,
0: a character archetype, he
2: would be the conscientious
0: objector. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess, I'm not sure if I, I... I got that you had a few of the toys, right? But did you have the toys before you had this comic, or did the comic inspire you to... Get the toys.
2: Actually, I had the the toys before. My friend, like I I, I have this feeling that all of us as kids, especially us older guys, we had that friend who had like all the toys. We loved to go to his house because he would have all the toys. He, he had he had a bunch. He had Hot Shot. he had think tank, he had cut up. I would bring my little lonely crank and be like, I got crank. He didn't have he didn't have Deadeye, which sucks because Deadeye is pretty cool looking. Who else did he have? He had he had the Strazor Star Runner, like the, the dinosaur motorcycle girl. Most impressive of all, I never knew where he got it. I don't know if he got it at KB or Toys R Us. It wasn't at my local Kmart. Shut up, Brian, wherever you are. Somewhere, somewhere Brian is like, Kmart sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually had the base, the Cobra base with the little scorpion guy.
0: Okay. The, the other question I have is, now, did this comic covered the, the breadth and width of Star Wars? Like, w- were these all the products that were available? Or or is it a case of they picked and cherry-picked and had certain characters in this comic series and there were other toys to buy? Like, I, I don't know that I'm super familiar with that.
2: There, there was a, a second wave of toys that are not shown in this at all. And they're, they're, they're some funkier designs. They actually kind of went outside the box a little bit. Like I said, like all these, all these, like these main characters, the, the, the humanoid looking robots, I'll say, you know, they all had weapons in their chest. With the later figures, they had like wind up gimmicks on their arm. One of them had like this kind of cool sparking action that like it was against a reflective background on his fist. So he was called Flash Fist because, well, you know, why wouldn't you call him that? There were guys like pictures in their chest, like like claws, and stuff. They, they they did some different things. I guess the the planning was Star Wars, of course, like any toy line was supposed to be bigger than what it was. It was supposed to be a big hit, you know, big hit, Larry, and it just wasn't. You know, it, it didn't. It failed to catch on for whatever reason. Thanks to Toy Galaxy for this YouTube channel. Guys, go check this out. One thing I didn't know because I was a kid is at, at one point there was definitely plans for a star Wars cartoon it just never materialized There was like
0: oh okay yeah i suppose i might have been more enticed to check out the toys if there was a cartoon i'm mm-hmm. guessing because that's that's usually how that kind of thing worked you know you know the other this is just me speculating or spitballing or whatever but like i wonder if one of the reasons why this never took off and 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 maybe you'll appreciate this and maybe you won't but it's like i feel like all these guys have ratchet ironhide toy syndrome like like they all don't really have a a face per se if that makes sense like like and i wonder how difficult that is to to write a story cuz it's like i mean You know, we talk about Nipper and she's got an interesting personality and then she gets executed on page two. But it's okay because they 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 bring her back and and maybe Tony will go into the whole transferring thing and how that actually goes down. But even after that happens, even though she she moves on from what Tinker, like like the poor bastard, it's like he, he risks all this stuff to get his his little girlfriend back. And then she, she apparently, after that, only has eyes for Crank, right? Like that. Then she decides, like, she's got a, I don't know. She she rebooted her OS, and now all she she's into is Crank or something. Which is really funny because Craig is
2: completely uncomfortable
0: with it. He's <laughs> like, what, "What? Why are you so into me? Like, go go find skulls and and remote controls or whatever's out there in the forbidden zone or whatever they're doing." But I mean, I. I Just looking at at all these different characters, like, the only one, and I think that's probably why I'm most drawn to him, is is Deadeye. The only one of these characters that has eyes and a mouth is Deadeye because he's a big, red, robotic, essentially T-Rex, for lack of a... I mean, I'm not wrong, right? I mean, that's what he looks like to me. Like, he he looks like... He looks like he's the Triptychon of the the yours the Destructor guys. Like, like you know, and it's I, funny because the guy with the eyes is blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I almost imagined him having. He, I don't remember who who said this, but I, I at some point I I can't remember if it, Mike would know, but at some point it's like I think like I don't know if it's when Simon Furman was writing some of those series or whatever, but it it, it just people were imagining, like, I guess Triptychon in the Marvel comics or something like that, having, like, a a British voice or something like that, and, and not being the kind of, you know, Triptychon, smash or whatever kind of voice. You know, it was more like he was a little more erudite or something. And I, I felt like I could hear Deadeye, you know, having that kind of tone, especially when, when he's talking about his, I guess his familiar, because he's got that little little kind of pterodactyl bird thing named cricket that that is his eyes essentially you said he was blind right but but his eyes essentially his eyes and ears it, it's it's like the uh the the crystal bats in dark crystal like the skexes send them out to go you know fly over the land and show them the layout of what's going on and and that's kind of the same notion with with dead eye and cricket but i guess just back to my point the the thing that I noticed about all these guys is I mean most of them they just have plexiglass windows for a face because like you said I guess technically right all these guys were like zoids and they were supposed to be piloted not you know uh, have human features I guess
2: yeah. Yeah. It's like, Tommy originally developed the toys. I don't have like a lot of information about how they were released in Japan, like as far as the story Wars, but they, they were more or less in scale with a lot of the Zoids at the time, as far as like the smaller ones. Yeah. They, they had the exact same pilots and they were even in like cockpits like Zoids cause Zoids were piloted. It's, it's funny because when I was a kid, like I told you, like, you know, I did buy the toys first before I read the comic me and my friend were under the idea that they were, like, transformer size, and they were piloted, you know, and, like, uh-huh. because they had, like, the little bios on the back, but we were kids. We didn't read that shit, you know? We, like, didn't care. I, I read them later on after I, like, kind of rediscovered the toy line, but we just, we just used them as, like, you know, pr- pretty much, you know, Gundams and stuff, you know? It was, like, that was, like, our jam, and then I read the comic, and, like, then I was, like, you know, whoa, really? And then, like, it, it totally, like, messed with my head. It was, like, because the, they're essentially the size of humans. Like, the, the biggest, like, not the biggest one, but, like, the, like, guys like Hotshot and Slaughter, they're, like, as tall as me and you. You know, and that's just, like, oh, shit, okay. Funny thing about Deadeye, it was actually a pretty clever way to write him in the comic. Because the little cricket thing, the toy was actually remote-controlled, and the cricket was the controller. You would click it, and it would, like, turn him. And like make him go forward or backward. Oh, okay. yeah. Or lo- launch his uh, the, the cosmotor destructor discs. I never saw him in person, I never had him. My friend didn't even have him, but I do remember seeing the box. I didn't see him outside the box, but I do remember seeing the box. And he was like a pretty chunky toy for that toy line. He was like, I'd say he was at least like, if not a foot tall, like just barely under it, like probably like 10 or 11 inches tall. So, I mean, like that, that's he, he like. I guess if you were a uh, Star Wars collector, he'd be one of the prize items you'd want to get. You'd want to get, you know, Deadeye. Yeah, 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 the little cricket guy. <laughs> he has such a sad turn, like in the in the final battle. Since we keep going back and forth to the comic and toys, they they basically uh, it boils to a head. They, they, there's there's adventures in the second and third issue. And and more more things are found out. I'll, I'll like I said, I'll I'll try to explain the transfer rings. They're they're a little bit complicated in their own own way. Throughout the whole comic, Deadeye is shown to be just like the ace in the hole for the the Destructors. They if they need laws enforced, you know, like send in Deadeye, He'll kick their ass, and he usually does. In the last issue, in a in a big, huge, massive battle. So in the comic it's kind of interesting because like they they have the transformer syndromes where like the Destructors. And even like the protectors, like, there's a lot of cannon fodder. There's a lot more than just like six characters or seven characters. You know, it's like the destructors have like a whole army of just red and black dudes who are, you know, soldiers. They, they have this big battle through a chain of events. Deadeye, you know, he, he likes to spout poetry, too, which is kind of interesting. And uh, in a weird turn of I- ironic poetic justice he actually crushes his eyes because he steps on Cricket and he doesn't even realize it. He thinks he's fine. <laughs> he's like, why won't you talk to me, Cricket? And, you know, it's like, are you okay? And he doesn't realize that he he, he
1: killed
0: his own eyes. So I'm thinking like, what, because I know, I know some of these characters don't necessarily have toys per se. Like, I guess Hotshot had his, I guess, Alita One, for lack of a better term. Like, the it's like, that, that's what drives him over the edge because uh, a lot of the times i think they're having this struggle between i mean the the protectors seem to be almost programmed for non-violence so they they tend to try to avoid fighting the destructors every chance they get which can almost get sickening at some point because you're like come on you want to see these these toys fight right like but the 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 thing that seems to drive hotshot over the edge is when the his his lady love i guess or whatever gets gets killed and then he's 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 howling over her dead body basically and 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 you know he he's like you know she's the one who i think brings them the transfer ring and then and then he's kind of like now man needs us and and Slaughter wants to destroy us. So now it's like Hotshot's finally into it. He's not gonna use his his lasers as wielding tools anymore. He's like, I'm gonna, you know, it's like I was against trying to kill my fellow Starriors before, but now God damn it, you, you killed my girlfriend, you know, my name is Hotshot Montoya, prepare to die, you know, type thing, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that is one thing. The, the book, for what it is, for for a toy comic, is pretty well written. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it
2: is. Yeah, but they they definitely like take a minute to kind of kick the good guys in the ass so they fight. That's that's definitely true. But I mean, I guess it's supposed to it's supposed to make you sympathetic. You know, they are they're not even Autobots. Even Autobots were fighting in the first issue of Transformers. These guys were just like, like I said, like you know, they had that whole persecution thing, but like you know. They, it almost seems like they don't know how to fight in the first issue. They're just like they are so ingrained to help. They don't even see kind of what's going wrong. They don't even they don't they don't even understand that they're kind of persecuted. They they uh they 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 know it's not right, but they're like, but we're supposed to help the Destructors because like you know they're they're more powerful and like they're in charge. You know this is just how things are. You know that kind of thing. And it, it actually takes a minute for them to be like. Oh, you guys are assholes.
1: Damn. I'd remember that if I were you, Shot. We do have all the transfer rings in our possession. So if your protectors get out of line and happen to lose some parts, you'll have a hard time putting them back together. I say you protectors better stick to what you know best, digging this tunnel and leave the fighting to us. You want me to teach them a lesson, Slaughter? Let them get a load of my spike green. That'll keep those lowly protectors in line. Thanks but no thanks, Scout. We'll soon be rid of our hard-working but always complaining protector stares. You might say that they are in the process of doing them setting their own ha! <laughs> I don't think I understand, Slaughter. Not important, Gouge. not important. I'm here to be the brains. You just stand guard and make sure this tunnel gets dug and that it's big enough to hold all those troublemaking protectors. I think my plan is going
0: to be put into effect not a moment too soon. I don't know exactly what the deep, dark secret was other than you know, man, I guess, w- was was intended to be awakened by the Star but it seems like the Destructors decided, well, we just won't wake these guys up and we'll rule the planet. But when Hotshot and his group, you know, finds the, the human beings in cryogenic stasis, it's like they they awaken them, and, and that's the first time... I mean, I, I don't even know if it dawned on me, because I, I think while I was reading this comic, you mentioned how you weren't sure... Or, or you were under the impression that that these stariors were all transformer sized, and and I think I was probably under that impression reading the first couple issues too, because I, you know, I didn't see them within the context of another human being. But then seeing, you know, Hotshot walk side by side with this bearded guy who wakes up when they they awaken man essentially, and seeing them, you know, walk side by side and talk face to face, that was, you know, the end of. The fourth issue, you know, was the, the, the first time I kind of realized, like you were saying, like, oh, well, Hot Shot's basically the size of a man. Like, I, I didn't think, I, I didn't realize that at first. I thought maybe they were like, you know, Transformers or Robotics or something, you know, something that, that was larger than that. But but they actually are it's not. the
2: guys in the cars were like the size of a car, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I did too. Like it, when I remember reading that issue as a kid, and you know, we get to like man and everything. Like that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We we found man, and this is cool. Like I'm, you know, little eight year old. I, I was eight years old. Uh, eight year old me, and I'm like, you know, all right, let's see what he looks like. And then you know, he comes out of his his, his Michael Jackson sleep chamber, and he's a they, they, he's like the same size as like you know most of the main characters. And I'm like, you know, I guess it kind of gives you hints that you didn't think about because the 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 dinosaur looking one i didn't think about it like you i, I was totally in the dark I'm not saying i had one over on you but i guess there are clues because like the little dinosaur thing turned into like a motorcycle and at that scale a human could ride that as a motorcycle
0: mm, yeah
2: yeah you're like no oh, okay i get it i get it you know it's like yeah yeah it's kind of it is like kind of a little bit of a mind fuck you're like oh what about these like Oh, these are like big huge stompy robots and like no they're they're more like angry c-3pos um <laughs> yeah like the, the transfer rings are, are kind of interesting I'll, I'll touch on those real quick uh, they were made as toys the 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 female counterpart that you mentioned was not you are correct that was never made into a toy the transfer ring are i guess your your I guess required bit of mysticism or or magic in, like you know a technological story. But basically, like the toys, I always gathered that they were just like extra bits and bobbles in case you lost a head or so you want to put some guns on some guys. But uh, in the comic, they are they are used to revive or transfer like you know essence back into a, a starry or.
0: And this is. This is how we get Nipper back, right? Because they use a transfer yeah, ring. yeah, and it's also how we get Sawtooth back later. He gets pretty brutalized for for betraying the the Destructors. Like they like rip off his arms and stuff, right? Like he he gets. I mean, he, he, it's it's. Uh, I mean, for for essentially faceless characters, like you you do feel pretty bad for Sawtooth.
2: Yeah, like Slaughter does what Megatron never did in the uh the show. I mean it happened in the, the cartoon uh, the movie. But he's just like, you know what? I'm tired of your shit. And I know you're a bit, I know you're a traitor. You you're not really one of us. So uh we're gonna kill you in like the most painful way possible. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> it's like damn. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: It was like, geez, that's harsh. One thing in this that is actually interesting is especially for this time time frame with like He-Man and and, and Transformers and stuff like that we actually have a traitorous good guy. There's like this little car called Motor oh, Mouth. Yeah. 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 And like his thing is he doesn't shut up ever. And so he kind of blabs stuff to the, uh, the destructors. So that's how they kind of find the, the protectors and know about their, their, you know, cause they're trying to make it a secret. They're trying to like, you know, steal away into the night and, you know, like try to go find man. But it seems like the destructors are always one step ahead. And it's because of Motormouth. He keeps relaying information. And it's 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 also kind of dark because he gets badly damaged in this little skirmish. This is not the end battle. This is like a, a midway point. In the in the, the last issue, you know, they're kind of like taking stock and like, you know, they're like, you know, Sawtooth, should we bring him back? You know, he was on our side. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. And like, you know, he, he pledges to help them when, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll do it. And Motor mouse over here, and he's like, you know, I still function, but he's fucked up. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to betray you. And like, there's some protectors who are like, you know, maybe we should give him another chance. And then there's like Cut Up, the the Buzzsaw guy. And he's basically
0: like, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because they they even ask Sawtooth, and 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 as sympathetic as Sawtooth's been to all the protectors like and 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 you think somebody like sawtooth who's essentially betrayed his own people might have a shred of empathy sympathy understanding of what motormouth has done but it it, it seems like the gravity of what motormouth has done is so vile to him like he's just like yeah fuck it leave him in the desert to fucking die like fuck that guy, and and they they do they they're like That's, goodbye, and then they fucking leave his ass. Yeah, there's no hero redemption for him. He
2: he As far as we know, he's toast. You know.
0: So. Yeah, he's he's gone, dude. Like, and then there's no no transfer rings for him, man.
2: But you know, I I, I kind of like that about this book because, like, I, I guess the best way to put it is, for, I guess for you to get invested in it, the writers were like, you know what? Let's put some fucking stakes in this book.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: there's gonna be like people who are not not people, but robots who are not like just all the good guys aren't good, all the bad guys aren't bad because even later in, later on in the last issue, there's a there's a little car called Anti-Tank, or Anti tank however you want to say it, and like throughout the whole series, she's been very loyal and she's like, for like her being like a little car, she's kind of a badass she like one of the better fighters and then like she has kind of like this epiphany in The Last Battle, and she's like, you know, fuck you guys. But yeah, like the transferring, though talk about that, I was, I was talking about that, but like, there's all this duplicity in the in the damn comic. They bring back Sawtooth, they bring back Crank. Crank gets badly injured. They bring back Tinker. That's like the uh, the first one that like, you know, Nipper, not uh, not Tinker. I always call, call her Tinker. Uh, Nipper. It is kind of interesting, though, because the, the, the whole plot line with her suddenly being in love with Crank just gets like kind of a quick 180 because they bring her back again because she keeps getting fucking killed or some shit no it's 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 tinker who comes back tinker gets hurt because he tries to save her that's what it was for some reason nipper like you know is like wait a minute you're my true love and like tinker like dude like in like a a chad moment like a, a pro boss move he's like what you know like Who's Tinker? You know, I I don't love you, and she's like, what? And he's like, nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've had to go through for the last three issues.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is what I felt like.
2: What you were hitting on earlier, like, I I guess like that is probably one of the problems with the toy line is like they were cool looking toys, but it's really hard to emote when your face is a cockpit.
0: Yeah, that that's that's kind of what I noticed. I was just kind of like, man, like the majority of these guys, they're just cockpits, you know. And like, like I mean, it, it it reminded me a bit of robotics, you know, like the 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 when they tried to tell stories with them, which were cool and fine, but but again, they had that cockpit head syndrome, I think that that might have prevented someone from, you know, I guess connecting with the characters I suppose I mean you know I I still enjoyed it I I I do agree with you I mean I think Louise Simonson did a really good job writing this like there's there's a lot of personality that is infused into this toy line thanks to her writing and everything like I I think all the characters are are pretty easily identifiable archetypes you've got like the leaders the second in command the the kind of cutesy characters
2: and the art, like you were talking about the covers, the covers are pretty fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, the covers are great. I also think the the sequential art is good as well, just because, I mean, the, the, the storytelling's good and you can follow what's going on. And admittedly, I, I don't think it'd be easy to bring all these toys to life, but I think they do a good job of of, of doing that.
2: Yeah, and, and as far as selling the toys, like I, I will say, having owned one and like my friend having a, a gazillion of them, they, they did a good job of like you know making the toys look cool. Like you know, oh, I want to buy that. You know, like Ur, I want that. So, so good job on the 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 team doing that. But somebody like we 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 uh, I didn't. Uh, Derek posted that we were going to maybe talk about this comic at some point on Facebook. It turns out there's apparently a lot of
0: fans or people who at least remember this this comic and the. Yeah. Toy- yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I mean, admittedly, I, I think I remember the ads for these. I remember the name. And then the other thing I kind of have a peripheral memory of, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but w- were not the Star like He-Man in that they came packaged with little comics as well?
2: Yeah, they did have, like, yeah, mini-comics. Yeah, and that, that was kind of cool. That was, like, a nice little bonus, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I seem to remember that. I, I, I think... Well, actually, I know. I'm pretty sure I did not. I, I had some Zoids, but I did not have Star Did these come from Japan or something? Or, like, how? I, I'm trying to understand, like, what's the tie in between. Like, are these another line of Zoids that were just rebranded? Or w- what's the deal with Zoids and Star Yours? Well, yeah, that's what, that's what I was, like,
2: trying to, like, figure out. There, there might be some. Uh, your page on the internet that I, I just cannot find or I've never heard of and it tells you exactly why these guys have Zoid heads basically, for lack of a better uh, explanation. But like, I've seen pictures online of like not product shots, but like when I said these scaled with like the smaller Zoids like people have like the older Zoids from like the 80s, which are I have no idea where mine went. And they do scale pretty much right up with them. And I'm like was this like a plane line? Because I do know that there was there was a subline of Zoids in Japan. We never got them over here, I don't think. And they were kind of interesting because they were like roughly like GI Joe size, as far as like they had riders and they were they're like larger rider figures. They were like the little gold guys. And like the Zoids were definitely more like shown to be like vehicles. Like I mean, they always have been. That's how they always always been shown in the anime that they've been in. But, like, the rider was the selling point. The fact that, like, you could put, like, this articulated rider on the Zoid. And, like, I know that happened, but as far as the direct link, I I, I I was not able to find anything. The the most I know is a lot of the Zoids, not Zoids, but uh, Star Wars, with a couple of extra toys we didn't get over here, were uh, rebranded as Rats. In Europe, and it was like robot attack trooper squad or something like that, and and that's about it. And they were like basically just like slightly recolored, somewhat recolored at all, and they just got like new boxes and stuff, and that's that's about it. It's like it's just really like obscure toy line, really. That like not really a whole lot of information's out there about it. They look
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, they, they do look cool. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm kind of sitting here wondering why you never picked the Star Wars commercial when we did our toy commercial thing because that that would be probably interesting.
2: I have so many in my head; it probably popped in and out. But I I, I do remember seeing like I want to say the Star Wars commercial I saw actually was plugging the comic book, like the first issue. I ah, okay. Yeah, it, uh, was, it was like like Star Wars, you know, like man is gone, you know, who who will take the earth, blah blah blah. Find out in Marvel comics, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. But yeah, I, I, yeah, like the this this toy line like re- like frequently pops in my head at the weirdest time. Like there'll be like two or three years where I don't even think about it, or like there's nothing that even like comes to mind, and then one day I'll just be like going through something like. I'll see something new for Zoids. That's why I remembered it this time. Zoids has like a, uh, a new toy line coming out for 2020. Well, <laughs> they were.
0: Uh, <laughs> but now, now, now we we all have to go to the forbidden zone to find the remnants of man.
2: Oh, uh, and like every time I see a Zoid, I think of Star and I was like, you know, like that was cool. I like. You know, I kind of miss them. I. I if people who post it on the Facebook really do, like, kind of have fond memory for it, not a whole lot out there, but if you look up, like, custom Starriors, there's some guys who have made, like, custom, like, Starriors that are, like, Marvel Legends of all things. And, like, they... Huh. Just, yeah, put some crap on them to, like, make a little, like, armor and, like, robotic and stuff. And they actually look pretty good. Actually, I mean, I ain't going to deny their
0: their, their skill. Is that is that something you would be happy if they tried to revive? Like like with like with all the the toy properties that they keep trying to give these mini revivals to? Like would you would you be interested in a mini revival of Star Wars? I, I
2: think like I would I would like either one of two things. Considering that the toys were not what's the best way to put it very robust, they weren't like transformers. They they didn't have metal and all that. They were they were plastic toys. If they did a re release. Of like the core, like six characters, and they were like, I mean, we'll 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 uh, adjust for uh, today's prices. If they are in a, like a nice package for like fifteen bucks, I might buy each one. Or on the flip side, Tomy has done some crazy shit with Zoids over the years. They keep getting more and more ridiculously like articulated. They have models out. You're not just the wind up guys anymore. If they did like maybe one version of like Hot Shot and Slaughter that was like kind of premium and like had some crazy articulation, like a little bit taller, super detailed, maybe like redesigned just a little bit, I don't know if I would buy it because probably be really expensive, but it would definitely be like, damn, I kind of want that. You know, yeah. it definitely be something yeah. that would be on my radar. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't have too much more to say about the miniseries. I had a good time reading it. I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, does, it doesn't it does end exactly abruptly. I mean, the, the heroic characters find man, but then there's also the notion that man is going to team up with the protectors to continue the fight against the destructors. And so they left it open-ended. So if they wanted to make an ongoing or extend the limited series to an ongoing, they could, but it just... Never happened that it certainly didn't end with like a dramatic, like, shockwave kills everybody cliffhanger. So,
2: right, yeah, they they definitely left it to where, like, you know, like, hey, fans, if you like Star Wars, like, you know, send us mail and we'll make more issues. Or if this was the end, you're not like, what the fuck happened? They, they were just right,
0: like, right. I, right. uh, yeah, I would have been interested. I wonder who, like, did, did it say who was gonna make the Star Wars cartoon? If it had, did those guys say, or did they know? Uh, I mean,
2: honestly, like, the, the animation for, like, the commercials, because they said, like, the commercials actually were, like, some of the test footage, because the, the, the commercial I saw was animated. I don't know if it was for sure. I don't think they said in Toy Galaxy. To my eyes, to, so, like, you know, these peepers, it looked very sunbowish.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, that that, that would have been pretty awesome, I think. I mean, I I, I imagine they, Sunbow might have uh, at some point tried to revise some of the character designs or or done something. I mean, unless unless they all talked like Wheeljack, where it's like the the faceplate's lit up or something every time they talked.
2: Yeah, that, yeah. Well, in the comic, like they had mouths, which they didn't have with the toys, but they had their little. You see the little flappy mouths in the comic.
0: Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. As far as like the comic, yeah, I don't have too much more to add. I, I would say it's a good read. It's four issues. Yeah, it can attest. Unlike Air Raiders, the plot makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I, 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 mean, to me, it, like I said, it does, it does have that very Planet of the Apes with, with robots vibe to it. You know, so, so I, I can glom onto that. It makes sense to me.
2: That's how we should just like, like market this one. Just, just call it, comics, motherfucker. Do you read them? Spinner rack,
0: with robots. With robots, yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Like, where where did you get, and where did you get these comics? And did you were you able to get all four issues when you were a kid, or did you have to? Did you get a few and had to track down the rest? Like, how did that go down?
2: I I did get the majority of them at the uh, spinner rack. I got the first issue and I got like issue four. So okay. I missed like the middle for a long time. But When I was a little bit older. I'd say probably, like, 13, 14, uh, I had had received knowledge of, like, there being a comic book shop close to me. And I was, like, just going through there, and I was looking for Transformer comics. I was like, oh, Transformers, Transformers. You know, F comes before T. I happened to go buy some Star Wars at first, and I'm like, oh, I remember those. And I was like, oh, issue two and three? So I bought them there, and I, I had the complete story. Like, I had the main parts, but you know, I, I miss like, you know, the forest and all that stuff, you know.
3: And...
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that that's the common thing, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna read part of a mini series, it's probably good to read the beginning and the end, right? right if, you, yeah. if you miss the middle, then like it sucks, but it's not like it's not like missing the final issue or the first issue. Yeah, that happened to me a couple times too. I hated that. It was like uh, yeah, you said you don't have that
2: much more. Do you want to do the spiel, Derek? Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. All right. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Tony and myself discuss Star Yours. If you want to check out the backlog of episodes of Comics Motherfucker, do you read them? You can check them out over on the fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you have some, some burning knowledge of Star that was not shared here that you want to share with us, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. And we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets, etc. that we receive. And we can be streamed on all kinds of media. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and Google Play. So check us out there if you like. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to go look for man who's cryogenically frozen signing off this is tony and if i ever get turned into a
2: robot
4: don't name me backfire
1: is are robot
4: warriors power weapons at command Starriers, bolt to ripsaw and clawgut each so separately
0: you're trapped
1: ripsaw look behind you i'm not one that clawgut just did ripsaw come on Ah, ah. I've got a fly! How about a whip, Clogut? Hey,
4: Voltor! Power women, Starriors! Starriors, Voltoripso, and Clogut each sold separately. Part of the Starriors collection, new from Tomy.
1: If you had sold this to me as Planning the Apes Meet Star Trek, I maybe would have sat down and read it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's see. Alright, alright, alright. And we're recording, and okay. Hey, guys! Oh, you know what I was going to ask before we started? And (laughs) I I was like...